96.7 FM WTOB. And you're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you to retire that job but keep the paycheck. With me today is Bryce Payne. And this morning, we are preparing for market volatility in 2023. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Doug. Happy holidays to you. And you too. Boy, I tell you what, the year is coming to an end and uh, 23 is coming close. It's uh, been a fun year, 2022 has, as far as the market. Interesting year. Interesting year. And uh, of course, like we always do this time of year, let's segue into football just for a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. (laughs) Interesting year there as well for football. And it occurred to me last night, sometimes I wake up, Doug, at all hours of the uh, night or morning and uh, something occurs to me and I, I should have a pen and write some stuff down. And for somehow by a miracle, I remembered this. So I thought, you know, our football teams here at the Wealth Guardians are the Broncos, the Packers, and the Panthers. And I thought, what if the Broncos, the Packers, and the Panthers were a retirement plan? What part, <laughs> okay. what part of the retirement plan would they be? The, the Broncos, who all but one of their games – have uh, been decided by one score or less. Yeah. They've lost by one score or less. The Broncos would be a CD. The, the, you're scoring some interest there, but you're not even keeping up with inflation. That's the Broncos. The Packers would be cryptocurrency. High expectations, sometimes <laughs> rocking really strong, but then wildly unpredictable and then failing in the end. And the Panthers would be a subpar mutual fund, maybe one of those bottom of the barrel uh, in their Morningstar rankings mutual funds that you you kind of have high hopes for, but then nothing ever materializes really of significance out of them. That's our football teams. Well, I tell you, that's that's a great analogy. (laughs) I was going to put them in skilled nursing care. All three of them. Yeah. If you've got a what would have been a great quarterback, and you know maybe in his day Russell Wilson or uh, uh, who did the Panthers just unload? Oh, Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah. 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 And then of course you guys, you got Aaron Rodgers, so maybe you can squeeze another year out of him. But yeah, it's uh, the retirement home might be a good good place for them all. Yeah. But uh, Doug, we've got a great show here preparing for market vol- volatility in 2023, but. Why don't you go ahead and uh, lead us off with our Wealth Guardian Service salute? Absolutely. We always try to give a salute out there to our active duty service members, active duty uh, first responders, even our veterans and veteran uh, first responders. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice. And families of all, thank you, because without you, they couldn't do their job. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's a tough time of year to be away from your family if you are deployed out there. So again, Wealth Guardians give you that a service salute. Uh, Doug, thank you for your service. Garrett's out there. Garrett, thank you for your service as well. All right, Doug, let's go ahead and get into the uh, meat and potatoes, as we say here. Preparing for market volatility in 2023. As we said, it was a wild, volatile year in 2022. A lot of a lot of our clients have asked us, "What do we think is going to happen for 2023?" So, of course, we don't know. We don't know. But we've got some historical data to go by. You're one of those uh, chart analysts. You watch the charts and analyze them all the time. So we're going to talk about that. But market volatility kind of became the norm in uh, 2022. And the question would be, are we in for more of that same in 2023? And that's what we're going to talk about, the market outlook for the next 12 or 13 months. Plus, we're going to share some tips on how you can best prepare uh, for potential future volatility, especially if you're getting close to retirement and you don't like volatility anymore. So the first thing we'll start off with here, Doug, is a let's go through a few predictions and comments and thoughts from the quote unquote experts right out there. So uh, mergers and acquisitions says signs point to more market volatility in 2023. Okay. 
Bloomberg uh, tracks the forecast of many market handicappers and uh, reveals the average forecast of the S&P 500. And they predict a decline for 2023. So I guess that's meaning, if I read that right, Doug, does that mean that we're going to end 2023 lower than what we start out in 2023? Well, maybe not. I mean, the decline in 23 could be part of the year. Or the whole year. Or the whole year. Okay. Gosh, I hope it's not the whole year. Okay. I, I don't think it's going to be. I'll give you my uh, yep, we're gonna... prognostication. <laughs> Very good. The prognosticator of all prognosticators right here in the Wealth Guardian studio with us this morning. Um, you know, it's the first time the aggregate prediction has been negative since 1999. So talking about that Bloomberg uh, tracking there. Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson says the markets in 2023 will face extreme volatility. And he relates the market struggles to a 1940s-style boom bust inflation style. So that's scary. Because yeah. usually we can go back to 2008 and see everything that we need to see. Yeah. But this is uh, uh, Morgan Stanley's Mike Wilson is taking us back to the 1940s style inflation cycle. So that's scary. JP Morgan strategists uh, think that stocks will slump for the first half of 2023. The quote is here, fundamentals will likely deteriorate as financial conditions continue to tighten and monetary policy turns even more restrictive. Now, if you are just tuning in, you're listening to the Wealth Guardians, and we're talking about preparing for market volatility in 2023. And Doug, we just went over mergers and acquisitions, Bloomberg, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, some of their experts on what they think the markets are going to look like in 2023. But you have been following the markets and doing trading on your own for over well over 30 40 years so <laughs> tell us what your thoughts are not 40 yet but the, you haven't been trading for 40 years i'm in my 35th year in this business Th- well but you were trading before yeah, that sure but okay i'm still not sure it's 40 years anyway okay. look sorry about that here's the thing i've learned in that 35 years when the bet is all on one side you're it's more profitable to trade the other side of the bet Yes. You know? Yes. So having said that, what I just heard from you was all these people are somewhat pessimistic. I, too, am pessimistic about 23. We've been in a bear market this entire year of 22, just about. I mean, yes. started in January for the big uh, indices, started yep. in November of last year for the NAS and, and the uh, Russell. Right. October, we had a rip-your-face-off rally. And I think that was spearheaded a lot by the powers that be. The Fed and those folks, they can do that. They have the ability. This was an election year. So they didn't just put lipstick on the pig. They put big old bushy eyebrows on it, too. But that's not unheard of in a bear market. You know, we can have really big called bear market rallies. Makes everybody feel comfortable again. Like it's over. It's time for the bull market. We've already hit the bottom. Yeah. Here is what concerns me. We still have inflation. We still have the Fed on a interest rate increasing agenda. They're, they've already, Janet Yellen's already said more or less that they are going to do some more rate hikes. And they said, Jerome Powell said this, he said it's going to be more extended and it's going to go higher than you may have expected. Wow. And that always has a negative impact that on the market. That always has a negative effect on the market, especially the small companies. It's just simple, folks. Yes. Think about this. They're having to borrow money at higher rates. No different than you folks out there in the mortgage market. Mortgage has gone from 3% up to 7%. Or you know? used cars. Exactly. Same thing. And new cars, used cars, yeah. So I do think 23 is going to be volatile. 
What's interesting to note, and I've said this many times on this show, I'm a technician. I look at charts, which is basically the past performance of stocks and also the market itself. And you chart the, the, the performance and, and you can see a pattern. And what if you took the market today and overlaid it on that 2007 and 8 market, it's almost identical. And we are at the point where we are starting that downside move that 08 had into 09. If this charting actually plays out the way it did back then, and it does, folks, if you look at history, Mark Twain said, history may not repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. Oh, boy, does it rhyme in the in stock market. Okay. It's a cyclical effect, and it happens over and over again. So, yeah, I expect much more volatility ahead in 23, but there is going to be a silver lining to the cloud. Okay. I am a short-term pessimist. Always been a long-term optimist. Okay, very good. Um, I came into your office this morning and I asked, I said, Doug, am I correct in understanding that the market has already rebounded around 20% from its low? And you said, yeah, that, that sounds about right. And I asked you, I said, did we have that kind of rebound in the 2008 financial crisis? And you said, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's when you talked to me about overlaying the two charts, the the technical chart from now and versus the technical chart from then and how similar they were. And uh, you, you pointed out to me where we are now and if it is going to continue mirroring what happened in 2008, then we are on the precipice of a larger decline than mm -hmm. what, we, what we've already uh, had. So that is concerning, particularly if you are um, approaching retirement and you don't like volatility right. anymore. You're trying For to sure. preserve that nest egg. Well, um, if, if you want to have a further conversation with a fiduciary, a financial planner, a retirement income certified professional, you can give us a call here at the Wealth Guardians. Our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. There is no cost or obligation to sit down with Doug Garrett and myself and see how we can help you better prepare your portfolio for retirement. Now, we're almost out of time for this segment, but we're going to be talking more about this going into the second segment, so stick around. And of course, it's trivia question time. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. Now, Doug, uh, this trivia question here, I don't necessarily expect you to get, but I think it's a great topic for this time of the season. And right. I'm kind of not a history buff, but I love history. So here's the question. How was it decided that December 25th would be the date to celebrate the birth of Jesus? There's three theories to that. So there's no one correct answer, but there's three theories on how that was decided. I'm just looking for you to get one of those. Okay. All right. Good luck. Very good. <laughs> Okay, stick around for the answer to that trivia question on the other side of this short break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Doug Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM, WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne along with Doug Ray, and in this second segment this morning, we are talking about how to prepare for market volatility in 2023. Now, before we get to our trivia question, I've got two questions for you. Are you looking forward to your retirement? Okay. Do you want to make sure that you are making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Well, if you answered yes to those questions, then I have great news for you. We here at The Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second opinion slash review of your retirement plan. 
including a deep analysis of your assets, investment portfolio, insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and the fees you are currently paying. Our goal is simple. We want to help you lower your fees, align your risk, and improve your overall retirement picture so you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball is in your court. You have to give us a call. Our number is 336-391-3409. Same number week in and week out. 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug, Garrett, and myself today. Remember, the markets aren't going to wait for you. It's time to get Doug's best guess for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. Okay, let's go ahead and get to that trivia question. Doug, I'm, I'm asking this question more as a uh, as a one who's interested in history, not fully expecting anyone to get this, but if you do get, get one of the answers, that's great. How was it decided that December 25th would be the date to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And there's three theories or historical uh, clues to this. Yeah, seems like I have heard this in the past. I'm going to give this a scientific while, leave out the explicative guess. Okay. All right, I think one of the theories is because of the star over Bethlehem, they did some kind of an astrological scientific thing where they came up with the fact that back at that time should have been around December 25th. Well, that's a great guess. And actually that leads to, if they take that approach, that actually leads to the spring, which is when historians actually believe that Jesus was likely born. So you are right in that aspect. But how was December 25th actually determined? So uh, there are three possible origins to uh, this December date. So the Roman Christian historian Sextus Julius uh, Africanus dated Jesus' conception to March 25th, the same date upon which he held that the world was created in the spring, spring equinox time which, after nine months of being in his mother's womb, would be December 25th. Mm-hmm. So that is one theory of how, how it got started. The other is, in the 3rd century, the Roman Empire, which at that time had not adopted Christianity, celebrated the rebirth of the unconquered sun, which the name was Sol Invictus, on December 25th. So this holiday not only marked the return of longer days after the winter solstice, but also followed the popular Roman festival called the Saturnalia, All right, so that's another one. So when Rome converted to Christianity, they wanted to use a date that was already a celebrated date. And then the third theory is the church in Rome began formally celebrating Christmas on December 25th in the year 336 during the reign of Emperor Constantine. As Constantine has made Christianity the effective religion of the empire, some have speculated that choosing the state had the political motive of weakening the established pagan celebrations. So this one follows very similarly to the second one. Uh, The date was not widely accepted in the Eastern Empire, where January 6th had been favored for another half century. And Christmas did not become a major Christian festival until the 9th century. But so there's your three answers. Uh, Uh, I I like it just because I I love, uh, particularly for some reason, Christmas history um, and how all of these traditions of the Christmas tree or the mistletoe and all of that stuff got yep. started. Now, here's a little uh, bit of trivia for you Very good. that relates to our, our clients. We have two clients out of 400 and some odd households ah. that were born on Christmas Day. Okay? okay. One in the Charlotte market and one up here in the triad. Okay. We have over a handful 
that were born on Christmas Eve, including, including moi. Including <laughs> yours truly, Doug, right here. His birthday is uh, December 24th. Right. right. So you got uh, all of all of those, the clients and uh, the couple that are you mentioned on December 24th, kind of got ripped off out of a whole bunch of birthday gifts over the years, didn't you? Uh, That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and uh, get started with the second segment here. And we're talking about preparing for market volatility in 2023. Now, we went over some quotes in the first segment, and uh, we're going to start off here with my asking you, Doug, when the market is experiencing a lot of volatility, like we have been in 2022, do we get a lot of calls from concerned clients? Very good question. Uh, let me take that question and let's go back 30 some odd years when I was actually a stockbroker. Okay. Oh boy, did we get calls. And I hated those calls. Nobody likes to lose money for, for your client. But back in the day, it was inevitable because we didn't have any downside control. Today, you know, we do went through the 2008 uh, downturn and virtually had no calls at all because people knew they were protected on the downside. I'll never forget you coming in, joining the firm, and um, you came to our first Christmas party. All the clients were there. We had been through a pretty rough stretch at that point. It wasn't in a December. Bear it was the worst December in yeah. a long, long while. Yep. Because December always tends to rally. And you made you made yes, and you made the comment that, uh, gee, I mean, everybody in here is happy. You know, they're not afraid. They're not upset. They're not scared. We had about 150, 200 clients in the room with us doing our uh, our annual holiday dinner. Yeah. And uh, I thought, gosh, this is going to be really a stressful time for an advisor to suddenly be surrounded by all of his clients and. So yeah, and, and it was it's it was great. The lesson I learned from thirty some odd years ago is you gotta protect their downside. We have those in place now. And if you're gonna work with seniors and people who are in retirement or about to, to join retirement, you really have to protect their downside. Well, and they're moving from the wealth accumulation phase of life to the wealth preservation stage of life. It's a whole different ballgame. It is. Investing at that. So if you're thirty years old or maybe even forty years old, You've got 20, 30 years ahead of you before you're going to be using your retirement assets. Yep. Probably volatility, like what we're experiencing today, it's not fun, but it, it doesn't affect your day-to-day life. Yeah. And here's the big thing to remember. People that we're working with now, their money's protected. It's essentially in cash. It's in dry powder. There will be a bright day in the future. We're going to have another bull market after this bear market's over. Cycles repeat themselves they'll be fully positioned to take advantage of that coming bull market. We've got, what, about 400 clients or so, and I would say over the course of 2022, I think I'm stretching it if I say I've even heard from eight of them yeah. about about how concerned they are and right. do we need to do anything different? Is their portfolio okay? The other uh, 390 some, they watch their accounts and they realize that they are in a proper portfolio for a time like this based on their risk tolerance. Exactly. Right. Uh, Doug, we've kind of talked about this. So we'll, we'll skip on to the next one. If you're, if you're already retired or retiring soon, is it okay to have some volatility in your portfolio or does it need to be avoided altogether at that stage of your life? Well, you can't just have no volatility if you want growth in the future. You've got to have some volatility in there, but you have to be able to Again, I go back to protecting that downside in, in these turbulent times. You know, a normal bull market, we're going to have a 10% correction every once in a while. That's quite normal, and you can weather that. Uh, my concern is, you know, losing 30, 40, 50 plus percent of your portfolio. 
that you want to stay away from. And, and there's ways to do that. You might want to come in and talk to us and see how we're doing that for our clients. That's absolutely right. So uh, going back to what we just said, how many clients we've had call us and c- being concerned about how their portfolio weathered the storm so far, what we've had of the storm so far in 2022. If you think to yourself, well, gosh, you know what? I called my advisor or I'm afraid to even log into my accounts to see what my advisor, how much I've lost at this point. If you have suffered more losses than what you feel comfortable with here in 2022, and again, we're, we're thinking that the a lot of the experts agree that the market's just going to be more volatile in 2023, and you want to have a second opinion of your portfolio and you're starting to get an understanding of, gosh, the way Doug and Bryce are talking, maybe my portfolio isn't aligned to my risk tolerance or where I should be at at this stage of the game, then by all means, give us a call. Our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. You can also visit us at thewealthguardians.com. We don't charge anything for sitting down with you and going through a planning process to see how we can better align your portfolio to meet your goals and objectives. But you do got to call us. All right, Doug, uh, let's uh, tackle one more here. Um, Give an example of a time when you saw someone Hmm. get severely damaged by market volatility because they didn't have a well-constructed retirement plan. Well, I've seen that more than once. Yeah, I mean, um, all I have to do is think back to 2007, 8, and 9 two occasions. Uh, Now, I've talked about this on the radio before. One lady came in with a variable annuity that lost uh, more than half uh, of her actual money. And she was looking at uh, what was they called the income account because it had a guaranteed growth rate of 6%. Mm -hmm. Or she thought after the variable annuity had run out of its surrender period, she'd be able to cash that out. When I had to tell her the ugly truth about it, I said, no, you're going to cash out what this number this here is, the amount. equity number is, well, she started bawling. Variable annuities I mean, are, she literally started crying right yeah, in my office. They are a tricky, yeah. tricky deal. The other one was, um, remember distinctly, this uh, fellow came in to see me. He was on the verge of retirement, and uh, he had his money managed with a national uh, advisor who advertises all the time. I am not going to say his name. Uh, on the air, but everybody's heard his, I promise you, everybody's, everybody's heard, his, heard his ads. Yep. Uh, he was down about, uh, this was in 2008-9, he was down about what the market is, down about 50%. He'd been crushed. And he goes, am I ever going to get it back? And I said, well, yeah, you're going to get it back. It's going to take a while. And it's, it took five years, right? But I said, the more important question is, at your age, you're on the verge of retirement, should you be in such a volatile portfolio with absolutely no protection on the downside. And, um, you know, he was really pretty uh, upset uh, after that meeting. And uh, But, yeah, that's that's just two examples of many. I'll throw out, I'll throw out one or two uh, ourselves. We had a, a gentleman who came in and sat down with us. We made some recommendations. This was in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, guys, I understand your proposal. I, I like it. It makes sense. But I'm just not ready to change my portfolio yet. I understand I'm taking a lot of risk, but I just want to – I want to keep riding. This was his exact quote. You remember it. I want to keep riding this Trump train as far as it'll go. And that was in January of 2020. And so he said, I'll I'll reach back out to you guys when I'm closer to retirement. And he was already close to retirement. And what happened in February 2020? Well, you've got to remember, that's right. In January 2020, things were bright and hunky-dory and looked like uh, Trump could do no wrong. And then, boom, COVID hit. 
COVID hit and the markets uh, didn't wait for him. That's right. Yeah. So that was one. Then, of course, we had the other that was a, uh, a couple. Um, they each more or less at one point had had a million dollars. You remember this oh, couple yeah, too? right. And she had invested hers well and had gotten up a bit above $1 million. He had invested essentially 100% of his investments in silver mines. Right. And that million dollars, when he by the time they came to us, was worth two hundred and fifty thousand yep, dollars. Yep, yep. Um, you know, there's pros and cons to diversification, but if you have a hundred percent of your assets in something like precious metals, that's not a diversified portfolio. No way, Doug. That is all the time that we've got this week. End. So, uh, thank you for joining me here, and uh, thank you out there for joining us. That's unfortunately all the time we've got this week. So, um, we hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Doug. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB.